Hi everyone, welcome back to Aspire Pre-Med. I'm your host, Dr. V. I'm glad you could tune in today. Aspire Pre-Med is a podcast about the paths to med school, and if you've ever thought about becoming a physician, this episode is for you. Today, we explore considerations and insights for those who are starting in their pre-med journey, but if you're well on your way and you've been on the pre-med path for some time, I encourage you to give this episode a listen anyway. Even if you're far along in your journey, there may still be insights applicable to you, wherever you are. I often mention this, but in case you're new to the podcast, keep in mind that all of my content is based on the path to U.S. allopathic, uh, that is, MD granting med schools. This is because this has been my journey. Uh, While I'm sure that there's a lot of overlap in the DO experience, keep in mind that there might be some differences in things like requirements, application processes, and so on. So I always encourage students who are considering the DO or osteopathic medicine path to find a mentor whose expertise is in that path. Now, back to our episode. To begin, some people start their pre-med journey with different mindsets. Keep in mind that there isn't a right or wrong. In fact, one of the premises of the podcast as a whole is that there are so many paths that could lead to the one common outcome of becoming a physician, provided that you meet the criteria for admissions to med school, of course. So some students may commit to a pre-med track because they always knew that they wanted to become a physician. Others might enroll in some pre-med classes because even though they might not be 100% sure what career they want to pursue, since the path to medicine is a long one, they might figure it could be wise to keep that option open. Or for others, they might be interested in several pre-health careers. There might be an overlap in some prerequisites, and there's a hope that with time or experience, they'll have a better understanding of what exactly they want to pursue dentistry, medicine, veterinary medicine, and so on. Also, some people come into pre-med straight from high school, maybe even on an accelerated path like some BAMD programs, while others might begin their pre-med journey while already established in a different career entirely. Whatever the beginning of your path looks like, for all physicians, the road merges at this one common point an unshakable and well-informed commitment to pursue a career as a medical doctor. How you get there is very much a part of your story. Now, by the time a student is at the point that they're applying to medical school, most admissions committees would likely need to see evidence of that desire to attend. For example, by way of you successfully completing academic requirements, by way of you seeking out experiences to help you explore a career in medicine, by way of introspection, shadowing, volunteering, and so on. Ultimately, all to show that not only are you qualified for med school and committed to this path, but that you've done the work to understand what the path to becoming a physician actually involves. It's ultimately a career with great responsibility that requires significant dedication and desire and is an honor and a privilege to pursue. So where can you begin uh, if you're considering pre-med? If you're enrolled in a university, a good place to start would be to reach out to your school's pre-med or pre-health advising office. It's so important to get to know the team there because they may be an instrumental part of your journey. They might be able to help provide guidance as to what classes to take and when and so on. Additionally, some pre-health offices may write what's known as a committee letter on your behalf when you're applying to med school. 
As an aside, there's generally a requirement for letters of recommendation in the U.S. allopathic med school application process, and you could learn more about that. So if your school writes a committee letter, for example, it's all the more important to introduce yourself to the pre-health committee early on in your journey. But in any case, the guidance that you receive from your school's pre-health advisor could prove invaluable. In addition to your pre-med advisor, Another resource to help start your journey is the AAMC website. AAMC stands for the Association of American Medical Colleges, and among other things, it's an incredible source of information for aspiring medical students. Take some time to explore it, and uh, you'll see for yourself. It's a helpful resource in terms of understanding what the requirements are for getting into U.S. medical schools. They also are a great resource for important dates. For instance, Let's say you want to know the registration deadline for the MCAT, which is the standardized test that's generally part of med school admissions requirements. Well, this can be found on the AAMC website. By the way, what if you've already graduated college? What if you've taken zero science classes and dedicated your undergraduate studies to something different from medicine? In this case, if you aspire to enter med school, you might decide to enroll in the prerequisite classes to begin your journey. To do this, many students opt to enroll in something known as a post-baccalaureate or post-bac program that can help you with this transition to medicine. These programs generally provide a track in which students could complete their medical school prerequisite classes. Many of these programs have pre-med offices and advisors in the school too. Programs can vary from one school to another, so if this is something you're considering, you definitely should do your research to see what would be the best fit for you based on your needs. At the time of this recording, the AAMC also has a free post-baccalaureate pre-medical programs database that might help you learn more about what's out there. So now I've alluded to this concept that there are prerequisite classes that are required for medical school. Some examples of this uh, include things like uh, general chemistry, biology, organic chemistry, and so on. There might be some slight variation from med school to med school, though, and this is where the websites of the AAMC and the specific medical schools themselves might really come in handy to review. As a hypothetical example, one school might require a certain course, let's say biochemistry, while another school might not require it per se, but might recommend it. Again, your school's pre-med advisor will likely be instrumental in helping you create your schedule over the years, but it's always helpful to reference those other sources too. Also, keep in mind, especially if you're in college, a science major is not a requirement to get into medical school. There are students with non-science majors who have been accepted to med schools, generally provided that they took and did well on their med school prerequisite coursework and met all of the other requirements and so on. In addition to coursework and the MCAT, med schools reportedly want to see things like clinical experiences, time spent shadowing physicians, and volunteering, among other things. I've put out prior episodes related to clinical experiences and shadowing if you want to learn more about these. For example, check out episode 35, How to Pre-Med with Intention, episode 34, Three Paid Ways to Gain Clinical Experience, and episode 30, Getting the Most Out of Shadowing. Shadowing, for example, is an experience in which the pre-med student is the observer, joining a physician to learn more about a, a day in the life, if you will. 
you'll observe so much, and these are incredibly important. All in all, I always like to remind students to be sure that they're not doing these experiences solely to fulfill a requirement or an expectation. These experiences really are for you to inform and solidify your decision to become a physician, to learn about the depth and breadth of the field, to inspire you to pursue a specific field one day, to cultivate professional relationships, find mentors, and so on. On a different note, if your school has a pre-med club, consider joining it to get to know your peers and upperclassmen. You never know. These may very well be your colleagues one day. Being a part of a positive and supportive pre-med community is such a wonderful thing, and we all have so much we can learn from one another. Some of these clubs do really great things like help create mentorship programs, invite guest speakers, collaborate on volunteering projects, teach skills like CPR and suturing and so forth. And if your school doesn't have a pre-med club, consider the benefits of starting your own. These clubs could be a great way to connect with like-minded people who understand your journey. Finally, if you're new to pre-med, know that this doesn't mean that you necessarily have to give up your non-medical interests. If you love to cook or play jazz piano or enjoy Renaissance art or have entrepreneurial aspirations, these are all things that make you who you are. Even our non-medical pursuits can help us become well-rounded physicians and see the world from different perspectives. Don't lose what makes you you. And always remember that you have beautiful gifts to share with the world. Anyway, as always, these insights may or may not apply to you, but I hope, especially as you're starting your journey, some of this resonated. There are so many more things that could and should be considered at this early stage, so this is not an exhaustive list, but in the interest of time, I'm going to leave it at that. A career as an MD can be challenging, but in my humble opinion, it's extraordinarily rewarding. If you're interested in learning more, check out Aspire Pre-Med's prior episodes. Good luck on your journey, and I'll see you next time.